Hello, listeners. My name is Sean Fennell. I'm the Marketing and Community Relations Director for the Muskegon County Library System and your host of the beloved Repod. And welcome our guest, Amber Rodland, our Circulation Services Coordinator. Tell us a little bit about um, what you do here at the library. Um, Basically, I run the circulation department. So when you come in and check books out or come get a new library card, um, my desk is the first place you stop, my office. Well, so you are the you are absolutely the front lines person. You are the the person uh, who oversees all the staff that yes. folks um, check their books out from directly mm-hmm. at the John McIntyre mm-hmm. Library. Yes. So you're based here at John Mac um, in downtown Saintsville. Yes. And where are you from, Amber? Originally, I'm Originally. from Amanda Clear Creek, which is oh. a very small town oh. outside of Lancaster. No one knows where that is. So. <laughs> I grew up in the middle of 100 acres of corn, so I tell everybody. I grew up on a farm. In the middle of 100 acres so, of corn, and yes. now you are at the Muskegon County Library System. Yes. So how did you end up here? Um, it's, a, it's a very long story. We've got uh, time. Okay. So <laughs> my undergraduate degree is in English education. I wanted to be an Eng- a high school English teacher. Did that for a while. Um, came time to get a master's degree. I took a hard left and got an MBA in global enterprise management. A little bit of a, yep, definitely a turn. So, which then got me a job teaching college level English and management of all things. And then I ran the Muskingum University bookstore for a while and was an adjunct at Muskingum University. COVID hit, kind of derailed things. And now I'm here, so which is kind of nice because what I do is management, but it also is related to books and literature, so it kind of combines the two uh, loves and two backgrounds into one. Yeah, absolutely. So you've kind of been surrounded by and interested in books mm-hmm. and literature and all of that. So it is yes. a bit of a logical step, even if the, uh, <laughs> the path getting there was a little windy. A little circuitous, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have some pretty awesome books for us here. One, I think your reread is one that people may have heard a little bit about. Mm-hmm. So what is your reread? It's Les Mis. Les Mis Victor by Hugo. Victor Hugo. Yes. Classic choice. I love Classic. that book. And it's been a while because I have two kids, so I don't get a chance to read as much as I would like. They're a little older now, so I'm starting to get back into it. Um, for a long time there, I was rereading Les Mis probably once a year. Oh, was it like a certain time of year? No, it was just whenever I decided I needed something like a little meatier. So because it's a thick book, it's a big book. Um, And then now kind of put it back on my radar. Um, There's some interesting things going on in France right now with the the government in France and things like that. And I'm like, oh, this seems to be something that like is, you know, it seems to be a recurring pattern. So that's like, because there are several friends for revolutions and things like that. So it was just kind of the way my brain works as it went. Yeah. It went, oh, you haven't read Les Mis in a while. And then I brought the girls in. Uh, it's been a couple weeks ago now. And I think it was Elena down in Youth Services has done a really great job of picking up these um, child accessible, like almost like board books. And they are the classic literature pieces. One of them just happened to be Les Mis, and my youngest daughter gravitated toward it and grabbed it. It's sitting at my house right now. So she has the little board book of, it's a little pop-up book of, of Les Mis. Oh, uh, she your so, little mini-me? They both are my little mini-me. Oh, you have yes, two mini-me's. Yes, I have two mini-me's. Okay. Yes. There is no denying those are my children. <laughs> None whatsoever. <laughs> and not just because of their reading taste. No. <laughs> they look like me. They act like me. It's, Yeah. So you heard it here first, folks. You need to prepare for yes. two Ambers yes. hitting the scene in about how many years? Uh, Zoe is seven and Mavis five. Wow. So okay. Depends. So not long. 
No, not long. It'll Which is also, like I said, they're older now, so it's a little easier for me to start reading. Older books that you might be yes, interested in. Yes, yeah. and get back to reading yeah. what I want to read. So <laughs> You can read what you want to read to your children yes. at this point. Yeah. Yes. So what was it about Les Mis that really uh, that made you want to reread it so many years in a row? I think it just because it's such a thick book and it's such a large, it's such a dense book, and there's so much history tied into it. You catch something new every time. You know, people rewatch movies all the time, so why not reread a book? Um, and then the author is very good about you. Kind of, you do have to keep up. There's no shame with a book that size of like keeping notes. Because there are things that will happen in the beginning, and then in the end, you're like, wait a, wait a minute, that rings a bell. And it's, so it's this full circle. So the way um, the author just kind of connects things and, and draws these, these parallels that you don't see coming necessarily until you get to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so, But that is easier to spot then, too, during the reread. And you're like, wait a minute, I know I need to pay attention to this on page 100 because I'm going to see it again on page 450. Whereas the first time you read it, you're not going to... Yeah. that connection that is one of my favorite things about rereading a book is mm-hmm. that it is kind of a new experience in a way but like an informed one yeah in, it's like the easter nice. egg that you didn't know was an easter egg exactly exactly yeah there are several books that um the only way that i can actually force myself to finish them is to promise myself that i will immediately reread it yes I definitely understand the joy of discovering new parts of a book mm-hmm. that you thought you knew pretty right? well. <laughs> right? And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Like, yeah. And especially, um, you know, Les Miserables by Victor Hugo. That is such a, you know, uh, really, I mean, it's it's not only a, a classic. It mm-hmm. really is just like a cultural icon. It is. So there's a lot of density in that particular book. So I'm imagining you could probably reread that your entire life and discover new things consistently. That's the goal. That's the goal. So, and I think when I first picked it up, it was probably in high school, um, and again, just studying the French Revolution. So that's kind of another one of the fun things about the book is I tend to go down um, these little rabbit holes. So I would have um, marks and notes um, in the margin, like, "Hey, remember to look into this or look into that." Mm. So it's I can use that to kind of springboard off into researching bits of history that maybe I wasn't exposed to either in high school or in college. Yeah, so it's another or even to that depth. Exactly. You, know, you can, you know, find joy in, in history. I didn't really enjoy history until after I graduated. It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> so I'm uh, assuming you are also a big history buff as well. Yes and no. Yes not as and much, no. Yeah, oh, not okay. as much as you would think. We've got, um, I guess it's just going to depend on who you compare me to. <laughs> there are some things that I'd really enjoy. Um, most recently, anything historical and nonfiction that I've been reading has been related to the Victorian era oh, of all things. Okay. Yeah. So, and yeah, one of my favorite nonfiction topics is um, Jack the Ripper. I've always been. Okay. Whole, yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Fascinating. Different. See, springboard. We can go down these rabbit holes, Sean. If you start I know, I, I will. I will try yeah. to keep us out of yeah, all of the rabbit holes, to, but yeah. some of them are kind of enjoyable. So. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so, uh, it's like Alice in Wonderland, right, dear listener? We may, we may fall down a few rabbit right. holes here and there, but uh, we will do our best. We'll try. We'll do our best. <laughs> Anything else you kind of want to share about Les Mis? Not really. It is now like back up on my. Probably what I should be reading next. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it, it is like it's like revisiting an old friend. Yeah. And I did, like I said, when I thought about it, I'm like, oh, I really haven't picked that one up in mm-hmm. a while. Um, do you find it comforting to read? Yes. Yes. I do like a reread, yeah. and specifically that one. Um, there's also something 
I mean, the, the English translation of the title is like The Miserables, yes. essentially. You know, my French is a little rusty, but it's not that bad. But anyway, I kind of like kind of the, the darker, more depressing stuff. And it's, <laughs> I know that's so horrible. But, uh, no, and, but, it work, but it works out in the end, though. Like when you read the story, it, it may not have necessarily a happy ending for all the characters, but... It, there is a sense of closure, and there is a sense it, it is fiction, but it is there's a little bit of realism to it, and I don't know, so so it's poignant. I guess mm-hmm. that's what draws me in is the poignancy. Yeah. So absolutely. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> it does. Uh, so I think we have to ask this question. Oh gosh. Okay. Because it is such a famous book, and it has been translated mm-hmm. into so many different formats mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the movie? I haven't watched the movie in eons oh. either. I know, right? Okay, but you yes, still but you I, watched it. Oh, I okay. watch it and I do. For a second it. there, I, I thought you'd be like, I've never seen it. I'm like, no, I am. read a book so, so many but, times and not read really? <laughs> well, so that's I am a little bit of a snob. I am always one of the person like the, the book was better. Like I'm such a snob when it comes to that. Yeah, but I did yeah. like the movie for Les Mis. But it's been I remember when the most recent version came out, which again has been a few years ago, I do remember seeing it in theaters and enjoying it. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the main actress. Was it Natalie? Portman? Natalie Portman, I think. Yeah, I think that was the last one. Yeah. I yeah, so I did see that one. I did enjoy and it. Liam Liam Neeson, Neeson? I thought, oh, but in, it's been in my mind. I'm like, it's the Taken dude, right? But then <laughs> That's I remember Le- his name because yeah. you know, he's a very famous like, I mean, person. Feel free to correct me with IMDb <laughs> on that one. <laughs> this yeah. is about books, not movies. Right, so, so we're fine. Yeah, even we're though fine. the library does offer a fine selection of they do. Do we offer Lamez on DVD? I'll I'm sure I'm that we do. If not, we can find it in our consortium. Yes, this is true. This has been a plug for the Muskegon County Library System Collection. <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> <laughs> Directly from our circulation service yes, coordinator. Yes. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I find it that I have a really hard time if I read the book first and then watch mm-hmm. something. But if I read, if I watch it first and then read it, I'm yes. rarely disappointed. That seems to work out well so for most people. So It's also kind of nice because I don't have to do the brain work of figuring out what the people look like. This is true. <laughs> Yes, but then I don't. <laughs> Whereas if you read it first, you're going to come up with like a concrete idea. At least this I do. Is true. Of what people look like or what the scenes are. Mm-hmm. Like you have like a voice for them. Yes. And, and then, then it doesn't match. And then you get upset. I, because well, I it's poor upset. actor choice, poor casting choice. And now I'm mad because right? that should have been discussed with me first. Precisely. Little, little, little old me in Zanesville, Ohio. Where was have the been, fan vote? Right. In all of this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. You have a rewrite here by a very famous I do. author. Um, so go ahead and tell us a little bit about your rewrite. So the rewrite is The Feast of All Saints by Anne Rice. And I've been reading Anne Rice since oh, junior high, okay. like 12, 13. And I've loved all of her stuff. Um, and again, it's another one of those books I haven't read in a little while. As you know, these pesky kids of mine. Uh, they just really got love them. They've really gotten in the way of some stuff. But no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love them. They're wonderful. Well, that doesn't mean but, it's not work, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and the big thing, like, I have never wanted to throw a book so hard in my life, like, oh. if ever, because there's one character. So basically, it's set in New Orleans, like most of, of Anne's stuff is. Um, but it's about um, black women who are, they're interracial, but it's set back in, like, the 1800s and kind of the post-antebellum antebellum South. And these two girls are half-sisters. They both have a white father. Um, but the one girl is the daughter of a, a white farmer or a white father. 
and a former slave, and the other girl is um, the interracial daughter of the same father. But her mother was also interracial, so there's she pa- she passes as white. Better basically oh. is what it is, and so there's this whole culture then in in New Orleans and in the South at the time of basically this. I don't want to say caste system, but basically they are interracial um, individuals who are whiter than some of their counterparts. And I can't remember what they're called, but it, you had to be something like an ape, black or something like that before it was you were part of this class. And they they had advantages. There were so this is actually historical. This this is something that did happen. But in Anne Rice's book, what annoyed me is we have these two half sisters. The one is more white passing than the other, causes jealousy with the other, and the one sister, the, the darker-skinned sister, does something absolutely horrid to her half-sister. And there's a little bit of a trigger warning. Um, the sister who did the horrible thing eventually commits suicide because mm-hmm. of what she did. And I'm annoyed because what she did was so heinous. I feel like suicide was an easy way out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that character should have gotten more... like. And I'm usually not a vengeful person. That took person. a very different know, turn from right? the way that I thought it was going right. to go. <laughs> you see, that's just it, though. Like, you were so like, she didn't suffer she enough. Didn't. And like, I'm normally not a vengeful person. Are you sure about what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I was until about five minutes ago. I totally thought action. you were going to be like, it wasn't that bad. That she horrible. didn't deserve it. It, it just felt so bad for her. And you're like, she did it. She did that. Well, because she blamed her sister for her sister being who she was when yeah. her anger was misdirected. And, mm-hmm. and so, so I, under, I understand the motivations of the one sister toward the other sister. However, what she did to her sister was that bad. And then she just like, like, I don't know mm-hmm. why. Yeah, that one's dark. That is, that's, but I that's was, dark. I, was, I feel that's like, dark. I feel like, I just feel like, in that particular, and Anne Rice usually doesn't hedge from dark. So I guess what gets me there is, I was also frustrated with the author because I'm like, you pulled a punch, you chickened out. I think she, I feel like she had other plans for that character, oh. and then went that direction instead. Okay, but that's why I'd rewrite it. I'm like, no, I I feel like she, she would rewrite <laughs> to add more suffering. Yes, <laughs> this is the only book I've ever written. I'm like. I think that might be a first for the podcast. I'm not sure. Well, and I'm just, I'm sitting here it. like, yeah. So I just, <laughs> and of course my reread is Les Mis. So we're starting to see. It's a very, very light and fluffy um, podcast yeah. today. Yeah. Starting to see a pattern here. But yeah. Oh my the gosh. Anne Rice book though, it does like the, the, the one girl, like, you know, things, things all work out in the end. Like every book, that's why we read books is because there's eventually some type of closure and nine times out of 10, it's the closure we want. But yeah, I just, I remember when I read what happened to that one character, I'm like, no, no, that's not okay. She did something really, really bad. And so, yeah. And she must pay. She, yeah. I kind of like, that was the, like, I don't want to say that was the easy way out. That's not, you know, but yeah, I'm like, I just feel like that character got off the hook a little too easily. Mm-hmm. Even so. even though they still died. Yes, but like, <laughs> we I could get real dark, Sean. <laughs> I'm gonna terrify our listeners now. No one is coming into the library. Of course, I may not have any more lost or damaged items. Be afraid. Yeah. Be very afraid. Really. 
on no, Morticia Adams, it's fine. Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, we have a lot of readers that like a lot of different things. So I'm sure there are folks out there with very similar reading tastes. Probably. You know, there I go through periods in my life where I'm just like, yeah, I want something kind of dark and Mm -hmm. moody, you know? Yes. Um, And I read my fair share of Anne Rice as well. So I have not read um, The Feast of All Saints. It's another thicker one. It's It's a longer kind of epic. And they're also, I think it was HBO or Showtime or one of those, um, you know, premium channels back in the day, they did do um, a mini series, oh. which I would love to find. And the best I can do right now is grainy snippets on YouTube. So that's not really helpful. One day. I know, right? One Talk to Suzanne, day. see if she can order it on right? DVD. We'll see what happens. Right. Have you checked the consortium yet? No, not Search yet. Search Ohio? Not yet. Or Ohio Link? Not yet. No, I should ask Val when she comes back. <laughs> like, hey, Val, help. Uh, I know that, like, for definitely with Anne Rice, I, I am a little bitter as well just about the Wolf Gift series because yes. it was never finished, but yes. that's okay. It's not okay. It's not. Um, I would like uh, to, uh, I don't know, resurrect Anne Rice just so she can finish that book. Or can we talk to her son, something? Christopher? Maybe. No, wait. Was it, yeah, because her yeah, husband was Stan and Christopher's her son. Yeah, yeah Christopher, so and he, he's, he's an author as well. Right, so, so he should his pieces, be so. able to just. At least one. Yeah. Yeah. He should be able yeah. to pick this up. Yeah. Like, so, there's got to be yeah. notes somewhere. I mean, I'm sure he's a listener on this podcast. Absolutely. For sure. so, See, again, where's yeah. that phone call? Right. Like, where's, like, right. So, Christopher, if you could get on that, yeah. we'd really appreciate a little wrap up with uh, the Wolf Gift series. Because yes. we have two. This is true. We do. We have we? two. We just need one, one more. One more to wrap it up. Because it was a trilogy. Yeah. Well, it's supposed okay. to be. That's what, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, true. Two thirds of a trilogy. Exactly. <laughs> I did not need. I didn't want to add any suffering, but um, uh, there was supposed to be. You're a better war, man than I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I haven't read the Feast of All Saints, so I don't oh. know what that mean sister did. I will tell you after we're we're done recording. We, we're pro spoilers here. You oh no, it's 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 it's. Oh, I see. Never mind. Yeah. We will go ahead and pick that yeah. conversation up after the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, any other kind of thoughts or ideas? I mean, how did you feel about the rest of the book, I guess? No, I did really enjoy the rest of the book. And again, yeah. I I enjoy, so I don't know if it's, if I've always enjoyed putting things in context and that's why I enjoy kind of this history literature combination or if it was this history literature combination that got me to enjoy. Mm. But does that make sense? Like chicken mm-hmm. egg situation. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is uh, part of why I like the Feast of All Saints is again, it's fiction, but it did open up a, a a segment of American history that I wasn't aware of that, you know, whether you, the basically the deep South um, in that kind of civil war era where it's like, actually, yes, we do have interracial children. And there were some that, you know, as the generations went on mm-hmm. became for lack of a better term, they became whiter. They, they were white passing. And so with that did create this whole new kind of class structure in the deep South hmm. And they were treated differently. They were, it was a, it was, and I can't remember if they were called, because it's either you had to be like an eighth black or a 16th black, um, because they were called octets or something. It has something to do with the the Latin phrase octo or eighth. Hmm. I'd have to Google it. Somebody, yeah, yeah but, the, but the point is, not things I was taught in, in history class. And I'm like, oh, is this just something that this author has kind of, generated this yeah. world that they've generated and it's like no this was this which i guess is kind of the nice thing too with the historical fiction is there is some mm-hmm. element of of reality in it and they've just spun it yeah. as opposed to just pure fantasy which i also enjoy but 
It kind of sometimes intensifies the story when yes. it has some real or is based upon real facts yeah. or has them in there just because of that, you know, connection to. Right. You know, the human world. experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, does the Feast of All Saints, does it have any like supernatural paranormal mm-hmm. stuff in nope. it? No. Okay. No, it is primarily just that historical. Yeah. Um, and again, it's New Orleans, so it's that deep south. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, uh, no werewolves, no, no vampires. No, I did no enjoy witches. her. I did enjoy her Mayfair, Mayfair witch series mm. and the vampire. That was solid. Oh, I love them. That was solid. I still, yeah. I still want the wolf gift to be finished. Well, yeah, but I haven't read any of those yet, so I know, I know, I no, know. No, it's okay. Honestly, like most people hate them. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh, I don't dang think it. they were reviewed very well, but I was like, these are my favorite. But it's Anne Rice. Like, yeah. I feel like with an author that I enjoy, I still will. Mm-hmm. I, I will forgive some some things. Right. Well, I mean, in any book, I'm pretty much like, I don't know, 75% there for the atmosphere. Yeah. And the atmosphere in that book is just perfection. Okay. Oh, that's that. Beautiful, beautiful, that beautiful. Um, so, yeah. Anything else about Anne Rice or no. about the book itself? No. You still think people should read it? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I just and and I don't know why my reaction to the way that one character, you know, yeah. why that art got resolved with I don't know why my reaction to that is so visceral, but I just remember being just I was Furious. waiting for this this like karmic retribution that never came. So for uh, me there is like a sense uh, of there's not a full sense of closure with that book and I feel like when she got to the end, I think for most readers, the end and the closure of that book for all characters involved, most people would probably be happy with. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm just like, I feel like you kind of ran out of steam and didn't know what to do, so just did this. And so I was a little disappointed in the author more than the story, if that makes sense. I expected yeah. more out of her. Expect I expected more, more out of Anne Rice. Rest her soul. <laughs> I expected more. So, but that's probably plenty. <laughs> so I feel like for the recommend portion we're taking a pretty <laughs> hard, hard <left>. turn <laughs> yeah um i mean and this is just me looking at the title uh-huh. so what is your recommend dino therapy dinosaur therapy dinosaur by therapy. james stewart yep. yep okay it is a graphic novel okay. and yep. it started out as a web comic i believe okay he has an instagram for this little web comic and they're just these little dinosaurs and they're just these little light fluffy cartoons and most of them are really sweet like you know i check instagram every day on my break obviously obviously uh, not on the clock but anyway like i think the cartoon today was just was like these two little dinosaurs and the one little dinosaur is like what do you want to do today and the other one's like i want to be alone today and he's like okay and then the fourth panel is just they're sitting on the couch together one of them's reading a book one of them's knitting and they're not talking and i'm like oh that's very sweet and then there are some with some adult language. <laughs> it's an adult graphic novel. Um, so just PG-13 for vulgarity, I yeah. would say. Like, well, the occasional swear word is what it Swears. is. Like, where you, you know, and I can't remember if this is one of the ones, because there, there's so many of these little cartoons. Um, or it's like you have a dinosaur, and it looks up, and it sees the comet coming, and then it just goes, oh, and then, yeah, mm-hmm. expletive deleted. Uh, not a book though <laughs> but anyway so it's just it's it's this cute little light fluffy and some of it is you know these little dinosaurs will talk about like mental health issues and this little dinosaur is just like i'm depressed and the other one's like it's okay buddy and you know it's it's just this, it's a cute little graphic novel see not everything is death and dark and visceral with me it's I mean, fine you, you did talk about a meteor i did already <laughs> with this one that that wiped <laughs> out called. the entire 
um, I don't know, dinosaur yeah, everything. Like 45 seconds in and I didn't swear, so I did delete the expletive. Fair. That is so fair. So this is, yeah. And it, I mean, it's, I, it's I will say it's lighter than... It is. It know. is. I have tons of books I could recommend, but most of them, again, are darker. <laughs> Yeah, much, much darker. So let's talk about extinction. Sure. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What else you got going on? (laughs) No, just a little bit more about um, this, because this is, I had had no idea coming Mm -hmm. into our podcast. I was like, you know what? I kind of want to discover it with Amber here. (laughs) So tell me, why is it that you recommend these to people? Like, what is it that you're just Like all of them or just Or the the book? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like the, little the, dino the dinosaur therapy. therapy. Like, what, what is it about that series and that book that is just like. Because it's just lighthearted and it still will address kind of like, I'm not, I guess, darker because it does talk about mental health and things mm-hmm. like that. There are a couple little panels where it talks about depression and things like that and our anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, but every now and again, the brain needs a break from things like Les Mis or The Feast of All Saints. Agreed. Yeah. And this little darn web comic that I found mm-hmm. on the internet now has a, a book and I'm just like oh this is really cute and that's kind of one of the nice things too about my job is all the new titles once they get processed have mm-hmm. to come through my department and if nothing has a hold on it and it looks interesting I will have my staff check it out for me like right then and there and yeah. that was one of those things where I'm like this is cute no one want, no one, no one knows about it yet I'm going to read it real quick and I checked it out and read it on my lunch hour I mean it's a graphic novel yeah. it doesn't take much but it's it's a cute little Palette cleanser mm-hmm. from my traditional, yeah, um, yeah. oeuvres, genres. <laughs> the traditional fair. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying that Dinosaur Therapy by James Stewart is actually in our building right now? Yes. Unless somebody else has checked it so out, but it should be. Out. It should okay. be in. Yes. Yeah. It sounds I know like. It's a really, I hope so. We do. I think I saw those today, too. I should hope that we have all three of these books. Yeah, well, I somewhere. Would think somewhere. I didn't double check on Feast of All Saints. I am that angry with that book. I didn't care. I'm like, I don't care. No. It's Anne Rice. We either have it or have access to it. Yeah, for sure. Um, not even considering our digital content, which of right. course is vast as well. Very. Um, but it sounds like Dinosaur Therapy, I mean, you know, its, it's title seems actually pretty accurate as to what it's, it is it's adorable it is it's de- like i said it's definitely an adult graphic novel um is there an overarching narrative or theme it's just not really of, no so it's more, just these okay. little um he does have it with the the way the novel's set up um for lack of a better term they are chapters so mm-hmm. like the, all the sad ones are kind of lumped together all the like angry ones are lumped together mm-hmm. all the Love ones are lovely, so they're you know separated out that way. Okay, so you you know but, yeah. you pick your theme. Yes. Pick your. I just read it therapy. straight through though. I'm just like, and it, it did. It took maybe my lunch hour. Okay. So, and that was while stuffing my face, so it's not like, <laughs> yeah, you can read it pretty quickly. And the art's the art is really cute. So, yeah. Well, I will definitely have to check that out. I do love a graphic novel. Yeah, so. I think you'll like this one. Yeah, it sounds funny. It is. See, I'm always down for some humor. Absolutely. I've actually taken a bit of a turn, and I'm reading a lot more, um, like, humor and comedy. Oh. Which is interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm really liking it. So my favorite so far is just, like, this mix between, like, sci-fi and humor. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm into it. It's pretty fun. That's fair. I like a robot. What can I say? Fair. I like a funny robot. Also fair. (laughs) 
<laughs> now I'm, I'm having flashbacks to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. So that's very similar. That's okay. the genre. Oh, okay, fantastic. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. That, that type of book. That's okay. Quintessential, I can absolutely. get into that. So anything else about dino therapy? Not that I can think of. Not it's just really, of. it's yeah. just stinking cute. You just want to bring joy into people's lives. Yes. That's why you recommended yes. that. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And again, like yeah. two dark ones. Which <laughs> I see what you're doing. You're, you're like, ending on a high note. <laughs> yes. Which uh, we appreciate. We appreciate that for sure. All right. So Also, it might have been the book I was reading at the time we discussed doing this podcast. So it was an Very easy well. recommendation. I'm like, you know what? I'm currently reading it. I currently love it. I feel like everyone should read this book. This will be fresh in my mind. Yeah. Precisely. <laughs> Didn't have to study. <laughs> Didn't have to study. Not too much. Mm-mm. Not too much for no. this. Well, we Thanks. really appreciate you being on the repod. Thank you for having me. It's been Absolutely. fun. Absolutely. We'll have to um, have you on again as well at some point. Anytime. Hear um, your latest take or discoveries within Les Mis, or mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe you will have come to some type of peace with the uh, Feast of All Saints. Don't hold your breath on that I, one. I, I yeah. will not. I'm, yeah. Uh, maybe dino therapy can help you come to terms maybe. with the um, unresolved <laughs> anger and rage oh, I'm so mad. that you have for the, <laughs> the Feast of All Saints. I just can't. I, I'm trying to remember if there is any like book that I've read that I'm like, you didn't suffer. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only one, and like. Not to sound arrogant, but I because I was an English undergrad and I, I work in a library, I ran a bookstore, like I'm ex- extremely well read and, and relatively varied. And yeah. that is literally the only book that like, okay. I haven't even read it in a while. And I'm instantly like hostile just with the memory. I'm like, N-. yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I can I can definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there are, I will say there have been some books that I have rage quit. OK, sure. that's fair. So maybe uh, maybe you're just better than I am at finishing a book that you're just like, <laughs> nope. I was hoping because hey, right you you were holding out I was. holding out hope I, was. I think it was the Fortuna series I can't remember who wrote that but I was so into it oh that rings a bell too gosh and then I think it was like the end of the second book and uh-huh. there was like I won't spoil it for everyone it's also very mm-hmm. triggery for folks oh, okay but I was very angry right very very angry like... So I'm t- I was trying yeah. to like remind myself of times where I've been truly angry with yeah. a book, and that one I was angry, but it was because it was too cruel. Oh, see, I told you what kind of person I am. It was not cruel enough, and that's why I'm mad. To be fair, the person that this very terrible thing happened mm-hmm. to in the Fortuna mm-hmm. uh, series um, was not someone who deserved that in any way. Gotcha. So there wasn't any like, oh, this individual did a terrible thing. And it was karma or justice. Exactly. Or, yeah. It just got, came out of the mm, yeah. out of the blue and, I'm, and it ended the book. And I was just like, well, I'm not reading any more of this. Okay, then. And, uh, neither am I reading anything else by this author that I can't remember the author's name by. Oh, wow. Anyway, um, I, I'll probably get over that at some point. But, yeah. but that series is dead to me. It's fair. <laughs> Wound's a little fresh. Well, it was a few years ago. Well, several that's years still, ago. That's, that's newish. I'm very sensitive. That's no. fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again, Amber. And thank you, dear listeners, for listening to Reread, Rewrite, Recommend your Muskingum County Library System Repod. Dear listener, we are back for just a really quick clip here at the end. Um, Amber and I had a quick little conversation about um, her displeasure with the Feasts of All Saints. And uh, I agree. Absolutely agree. So, um, you're not a terrible person. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> My dignity has been restored. 
I just wanted to share that with our listeners in case there's any question about um, Amber and her uh, right, you know, my sense of justice. Sense of justice. So she, you know, if if you do read the book. Um, yeah. Strong trigger warning on strong, that one. Strong trigger warning strong. for sure. Um, and it is S.A. Mm-hmm. Themed trigger warning. And uh, the other sister... Got off light, man. She got off light. She got off easy. She got off light. And I can't believe I'm saying that, but yeah. I agree. So yeah. I, I can Thank see you. that. I can see that. So you were vindicated. Thank you. All right. Thanks, listener. <laughs>